This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This is Why You're Single Podcast and a happy Halloween. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sarah. Happy Halloween, guys. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Fate versus Force. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, signs your partner might be emotionally unavailable, and the surprising job that single women on Tinder are really into. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who wants to know whether to give her long-distance boyfriend the ultimatum, and another who doesn't know what to do about her work crush. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest, She's an intuitive dating coach and a medium. That's why we picked her for Halloween. Uh, Her work has been seen in Allure, Daily Candy, Town & Country, The Huffington Post, and she was previously the Miami editor for Refinery29. She recently released a self-published book that hit the Amazon bestseller dating list called The Final Swipe. Please welcome Nikki Novo. Hi. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So, Nikki, I... I'm so curious to know, when did you first realize that you were a medium? And for those that don't know, explain what exactly that is. So a medium is basically kind of like a translator, right? So from like this, from this earth to the the spirit world. Um, I would say that, you know, I get, obviously get asked that question a lot. And I would say that everybody really has that, um, everybody can do it. Everybody has those gifts, especially women. It's part of like our innate gifts is being intuitive. And um, I felt that I had it. Um, for the first time when I was in high school, I actually had a friend who passed away and he would like show up to me in my room and showing up means um, I would kind of hear and uh, also have visions. So a vision is basically not like with your eyes, like not, you know, it's not like you're seeing a ghost, but almost like if I would tell you a story about like, remember that tree that was in front of like your elementary school? you would be able to see that tree. That's basically like what a, like a vision is. So I almost was able to kind of have these visions. And I just thought that that was normal. Um, I also was raised Catholic. So talking about that or even saying anything about that was like not okay. So um, I, you know, that was basically the first step. And then really the way that I developed it was that I was going through a bad breakup. And I mean, bad breakup, I was, you know, 25 and thought I had met my my soulmate and when he broke up with me I was either going to like you know when you go through that thing you're like either going to go see a therapist or like start doing some drugs or see a psychic and basically I was like oh I'm gonna go see a psychic and when I went to meet that psychic and I saw what she could do it was like my first experience I was like that's really cool like I wonder how she does that like can I do that how did um, you know that she was legit because whether you believe in mediums or psychics whatever you listeners right. believe in you know they're there are charlatans right. out there. <laughs> so how did you know that she was the yeah. real deal in your eyes? Um, she was real deal because I think, and that's part of sometimes being a medium is kind of explaining some things from the past. So like she was able to point out things that had already happened and that that made me a believer. I'm sure I was like ready to be a believer too. I think you also have to be like in the state of like wanting her to be real deal. Um, she also... Uh, had a, I think it was like my, my grandfather or something that came in and that that feels very real. Like when somebody's able to do that, 
Um, that felt really real. But I, so she was like one of my first mentors. I learned from her. I was an editor at, do you, I don't know if you guys remember Daily Candy. Of course. Yeah. So I was a Miami editor at the time. And like part of the job was like to interview all sorts of people. So I like made it my personal mission to like find woo-woo people that, that I could interview so I can learn from them. Um, so I, you know, I did a bunch of like certifications. and like, That's like a perfect way to like work on your skills while making the money in the bank. Exactly. <laughs> Notes, everybody. And I'm sure, uh, you know, it wasn't like you're not getting paid the best, so at least you got to make it work for yourself. For but. sure. <laughs> so I, I developed. It's, it's, it's like anything, you know, it's, it's a muscle and I, it was something I got like really into and obsessed with um, over 10 years ago and then I would just... Anybody who would let me like play with them and like, you know, play this little game with them, I would do it. And um, I got into, I, I like got into blogging in 2008. I started writing about dating because I was single at the time. I got a column from there. Um, I was asked to like speak and teach and things like that. And um, once I started doing like sitting with people that were asking me questions, I realized that like, I was being intuitive that I was picking things up and I lied about it for a long time. Like I wouldn't tell people what I was doing, but then I realized I was kind of lying. <laughs> so all to me, and I think the world started to change too, like that we became more accept, accepting of that kind of stuff. Like I think that is kind of on the rise the last few years. So as that shifted, then I also became a little bit more honest and like came out of the closet of like what I'm able to do. That's so funny, like coming out of the closet in terms of like <laughs> I – can see dead people but like you know like uh how soon into so you're married now right? yeah how soon into your relationship did you reveal that to your <laughs> right? now husband that's funny we were already married when I started um like really getting into it and he's such a he's an Aquarius so I feel like he's into eccentric stuff anyways but I didn't realize how um I don't know he never like really spoke to me about it because I think I was doing it more like online and I would tell him like here and there and he didn't necessarily have an opinion I want to say we already had our first child together. And uh, and then later on, he, he told me that his friends would be like, your wife can talk to dead people. And I was like, this poor guy, like, he, really, <laughs> he must really love me to, like, take that from, like, your friend. Yeah. You know? And um, so, yeah, he was just, like, he's just very accepting of, like, whoever I am, whenever I am. Well, that's what every great guy should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so at what point did you realize that your skills would be a specifically helpful in the dating world and and how did you make that your focus yeah you know so for a while so I started off with dating like that was where I started that in, that's when I started blogging in 2008 but then I think I got a little um almost like egotistical about the dating stuff like I felt that I didn't want to talk to people at that I wanted to go deep and like that was so on the surface and like I didn't you know I didn't want to have those conversations so I ended up going like very wide and just giving like general advice and I just like realized that that was not effective. Like who I wasn't helping anybody. It was it wasn't getting anywhere. And when and the truth is, um, people who are single do visit this kind of advice. They look for this kind of advice. So I just uh, all my single friends. Well, not all. That's why would I say all? I have two specific single friends that that go regularly to like psychics because everyone wants to know: Am I going to meet my soulmate? Even if you're in a relationship, I feel like when you go to a psychic or somebody, what you always want to know about is your love life, weirdly. Love life or career. Angela like wants to know things. when she's going to get engaged. <laughs> I know. I've been listening I, to the episodes. I don't think she, I don't do think she know? wants I don't think she wants to know. I think everybody else wants to know. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yes. Actually, it would be doing everyone a service if yeah. you happen to have the answer to that. Um, but it's fine. I yeah, I guess at, at every point in your life, you there's questions regarding relationships that you want to know. 
Yeah. So it was a good niche for you to to pick. Yeah, and I, I you know, I, I just think that um, dating is is it, it, it's to me it's a very sacred time in a woman's life. I think that uh, it sets the tone and the foundation for a lot of things in the future. And sometimes if we're doing it because we're nervous and we just like want it to be over with. Like we don't realize like how this really sets up a lot of our future years and what this means. Um, and I just just realized that there's just so much, so, so much bad information out there. I'm sure you guys have seen it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so piggybacking on the dating stuff, how can people make their perfect mate checklist uh, law of attraction friendly? Oh, yes. So typical, great question. So um, typically we when we think about that that checklist, we think about like, want him to be tall. I want him to be, you know, um, like live in this area or have this kind of job. So kind of these exterior things. And as you know, you can meet somebody, right, who is maybe a certain height. Two people can have the same things, right? Have the same height, have the same career, live in the same area, but their insides would be very different. So what happens is like we attract these people and we're like, oh, they have all this outside stuff, but it doesn't, like it doesn't work from the inside. And that's that's where the, you know, that's where we go wrong cuz really attracting is about is about energy, it's about the inside. Love is about the heart, really. So the idea is that we want to work on how we want to feel, like that's how we actually call that that person in. And I people get nervous about doing a list from that place cuz they're like, "Well, I don't want to shape I don't want to date the like short fat guy," you know? And the truth is like you're not you're just because you're doing a feelings list, one of your things on your feelings list could be I want to be attracted. Like I want to feel attracted. Which is a fair thing to keep on your list. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we always say like whenever people write in and they're with somebody that's like just nice. We're like it's okay for you not to be into them like even yes. though they're nice cuz you do have to be attracted. I I call those people good on paper. You could even have guys that exactly. are hot. They've got a great career, right? Like it could, they could even match everything on your list. But still, if if it's not that like deep chemistry, those people are just good on right. paper. Or you meet those people that have like all the exterior and the inside. They're all sorts of like messed up. You know, mm-hmm. like they're not available or they're not emotionally available or whatever it is. And it's because you were your your mind was. It's kind of being like judgmental in many ways because your mind is like choosing from these like outside things, thinking that like if a person has these outside things, this is the kind of person they are. It's not true. So what type of things should be on the list? Because we had uh, a relationship expert, Andrew Seertash, and she's big on having just, was it five things on the list? I think so. But but the whole idea is that it shouldn't be a lot of things. Can't be a lot of things. You can't have like 30 things on your list. Okay. So how many things can you have on your perfect mate checklist that you recommend Um, to people? It's funny. When you ask about feelings, people don't have a lot of things because it's very simple. Like it's very simple, right? Um, So I've never seen people with a lot, maybe the most like... Eight, ten, or something like that. Um, so, with my clients, I, I, I see patterns. I see things like people want to feel like a priority, just like basic. Um, I want to feel secure. Uh, I want to feel, you know, excited. People that like to travel or like, I want to feel adventure. Um, uh, you know, always like so. Like those the, are all things on my list. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so okay, I have another question on your website. I read that you align chakras, channel spirit guides, and read energy, and you do clarity readings. So how does one know if they need these things, and how exactly do they all work? Right. Um, So the main thing that I do are these, like, one-time sessions, and I'm basically, uh, I I read their energy. That's my, I studied Reiki, 
And typically Reiki is like kind of like a massage almost like, but with energy. And I use Reiki. That's how I learned about chakras. And I use the chakras to read people's energy. So like I can close my eyes, see people's chakra. And then based on any sort of like imbalance in the chakras is what I can see like is happening to people. So um, I don't really, so what I do is like, I do this like one time session and then afterwards I almost like give them like prescriptions, you know, like read this book or work on the chakra or go find yourself like somebody who does um, body energy work. My, my clients are all over the world. So I don't necessarily, I can't send them to people like in Miami. So I kind of like, I think about it as like giving prescriptions. And what's funny is that I come from a family of doctors and I never had any interest in science or anything like that. So it's just kind of funny that I, I just see it the way like you would go see a physician. You have like your your physical and then these are kind of the things that you can do to work on these these areas. What is a chakra for those that don't know? Right. And can you tell if ours are aligned right now just <laughs> yeah. sitting here? No. You're not like naked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, I would feel so exposed so if you exposed. could see my chakras. No, no. So, um, you know, I, I, I personally think that you have to be able to turn it on or off. So like... Because imagine that I would go through the world like feeling all sorts of stuff. So I, I turn it on and off. Um, so chakra are, they're energy centers. And we we have a lot of them, but we have these main seven. seven. And if you've ever done yoga, usually um, you've probably heard about it through there. The heart chakra. Right. There's. The throat chakra. The throat chakra. I did, when I was in Burning Man, I went to this like meditation where they like, during the meditation, they like talked through all the chakras and and the last chakra was, I think it's like the root chakra. It was basically like your your pelvic chakra, yeah. right? That's the root yeah, chakra, yeah, yeah. right? Was yeah. that when you had an orgasm? That is. That's when I had an <laughs> orgasm with my mind. In, in a meditation? In a meditation with my mind. I was, uh, amazing. I was just sitting there and they were like, and I was like totally lost in the meditation and they it were like tantric. working right. through all the chakras. And when they got to the root chakra, it just happened. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm so sure your chakras are aligned. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners right now. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that like maybe are very open-minded to this type of stuff, but I'm but I know there's a lot of you guys because you email us and you're skeptical. But I'm telling you, my shock. I when I was in tune with my chakras, <laughs> the root chakra was. We're just was, saying it can't hurt. And the root yeah. chakra was going off. So I don't know. You know, all you skeptics out there, just keep an open mind to some of it. Maybe I love it. So obviously, in that way, having your chakras. Uh, aligned or whatever can improve Stimulated. your relationship. <laughs> Stimulated. Yeah. Definitely a relationship improver. Are there other ways though that that these things affect our Yeah. Okay. So, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, we get really attached to like, okay, we're a body on this earth. And yet even in dating, let's say, or in relationships, we're constantly feeling all sorts of feelings, anxiety or, um, you know, especially when, you know, when you're dating, like nervous, blah, blah, blah. And that's all like, in the emotional body, that's all in the energetic body. And um, we just forget that, you know, when you're with a friend and she's sad and you feel her sadness, that's because you're feeling her energy. But we just, even, you know, all of us, like we need explanations for that. But the truth is like, we're doing it all the time. Like we're feeling it all the time. Being in New York City is like really rough for me because I am like- A lot of anxiety. (laughs) All my senses are on and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, So, uh, you know, our energetic body plays a lot of um, plays a big role, especially for those of us who are sensitive. Um, plays a big role in in this process. So just kind of checking in with those areas and being like, oh, how is my energy? Like, what am I carrying? Um, like, what are, what do things look like? Is is important? I mean, when I first got into it, I didn't connect. I thought it was like BS. 
And then um, as I started just studying it a little bit more and, and using it on my clients is when I just saw like, you know, what a difference it makes. Like just checking in with your own energy. What, what's going on there? What are the most common questions that you get from your clients that are coming to you? Um, well, you know, talking about what we led with the, um, the episode. So I get a lot of like, will I be alone forever? You know, like <laughs> it's, it's a real question. Which, we, we get those questions too. Yeah. Okay. And what do you do and with them? And we're not psychics. <laughs> right. So we have even <laughs> more. direct them to you. Yeah. We have even more trouble answering them. Yeah. So I think, and I think that question is interesting because what we're saying with that, even though we're skeptical, what we're saying is we believe in fate. We think. Someone can give you that answer. Yeah. We think that, or we think that for some odd reason, our path has nothing to do with like being in partnership. So right there, you're like believing in something, you know, by even like posing that question. Um, So from doing a lot of sessions with people, a lot of readings with people, I've, you know, I nerd out on that stuff and I wonder like, you know, what is fate and blah, blah, blah. And what I've come to realize is that when we have like a desire for something, it means something. And especially those of us who like keep trying to date, even though it's painful, it's because that's part of your, your quote unquote purpose in this, in this world. We, when we think about purpose, we think like, what am I supposed to do career wise? But purpose is, is what were you placed on this earth? Like, what is that path for you? Like, what are all the things that you're supposed to do this lifetime? And sometimes it's having a child, having a dog, having certain friends, making money, not making money. Like that's all part of your, your purpose. So if that desire to like have partnership keeps coming up, it's absolutely possible for you. But what happens is we get in our own way. And that's why we do the feelings list, bringing it back to that is, you know, we we want something, but if we don't believe that it's possible for us, like we're never, it's just, it, we're not going to get it. I believe that. I I say that I've like, I like created Nick from my mind. <laughs> How does what's Nick the, feel what, about what, that? What's the word that I always that I always say? I manifested. Yeah. Yes. I believe like I manifested Nick from my brain. He like he looks and he is exactly like what I want. It's creepy. Okay. And this is our Halloween episode that reminds me of the movie Practical Magic. <laughs> When I she, mean, she makes like a spell for her. She doesn't want to ever get married, so she makes like the impossible man. But he, then she meets him. Yeah. I mean, even my dog, I feel like I manifest. I met my baby's the freaking yeah. cutest baby. Uh, what else did I manifest? I manifested Angela probably sure. <laughs> as my perfect writing partner. We created a book. I mean, I manifested like I feel like the second book. I was like, I'm going to write it. I want, I want a yeah. book deal for when I have the baby. So I feel like I have some other purpose besides just being a mom, I need right. some other purpose. I was like, this will happen. I am manifesting it. And I put all my energy. And then sure enough, like two months, three months before he was born, book deal. Is I it, swear to God, I'm manifesting this, this shit. This is like the secret. Or, yes. Oh my right? God. A hundred percent. Same, same thing. thing. Law of attraction. That's right. It's like, you know, it's a really, law. If you believe it. If there's you a build cu- it, they will come. There's a couple things that I really was working hard to manifest that didn't happen, though, I'll be honest. We can't have everything. I was, man- I was trying to manifest like a job at SNL for a while. That didn't happen. So... Okay, so like that, I mean... And I was working really hard. Like I was actually putting in the effort. So, okay, so like, have you guys ever had like a birth chart reading, like an astrology? Oh, I did once. Okay. So there's certain things that like if you, I'm not, I don't do astrology, but in your chart, there may be like, you may have some sort of star and you're more likely to be on TV than I am, right? Like that's just unique to you. I can... 
I can maybe want to be on on TV, but it would like happen easier for right. you because it's like part of your path. But you could decide that you're not good enough to be on TV. Like you, you can say like, I don't deserve it. I'm too fat. I'm too short. Like whatever. And it doesn't matter if that's like part of your quote unquote fate. You will block yourself. Like you will. Do you think we block ourselves from our TV show, Angela? Because <laughs> we were like supposed to. Re- we were supposed it's- to record a pilot, and it was like all set in stone, and the contracts had been signed. And then, like something weird in the universe, like it all went awry yeah. at the last minute. And we also kind of were doubting ourselves. Though. I was going to say we had said more than once that other actors could play us better than we could. Yeah, we highly doubted ourselves. I think we cock blocked ourselves, or, or TV blocked ourselves. <laughs> in the universe, that's crazy. That's like, yeah. So you we know, cock blocked our destiny. Yeah. We cock blocked our famous TV show, our, uh, our p- potential at fame, Angela. And too bad know, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Honestly, I think it would have caused us more anxiety. Yeah, maybe that means it was our destiny to do that, and then set us up for whatever happens next. Exactly, leaving right. some space. Still waiting yeah. to find out what that next thing is, though. Uh, okay, your website says, what if you knew your soul was meant to do in this life? What if you knew what your soul was meant to do in this lifetime and how you could actually get there? Or what if you could pick my brain, borrow my intuition, and ask me all of your burning questions? And uh, we're here on the podcast. So we're going to do all of that, but we're going to do that later on in the podcast. We're going to play a little game where we're going to get a reading with Nikki. Uh, are you... Are you Excited, Angela? I'm so excited. I like how you're like, we're going to play a game. But really, it's just us having a upsetting side, a side time in the podcast, like ask every question. Well, I want to know how I can like unblock myself from my career destiny. I have so many questions. Yeah. But Nikki's told me I get one question, so I better make it a good one. <laughs> That's so true. All right. Later on in the podcast, we're also going to talk more about fate versus force, which will help all of you listeners out. What is fate? What do we have control over? And what do we need to force to make happen, if anything at all? Uh, But first, we're going to take a very quick sponsor break, and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Shoe Dazzle. Shoedazzle.com is how Angela and my outfits are always so on point. We can shop all of the hottest trends without breaking the bank and save 30% off retail at sh- as a Shoe Dazzle VIP. One thing that was really funny is I like to think that Angela and I have different styles from each other, but then I sent her the shoes that I had picked out on Shoe Dazzle, and she was like, Laura, two of those boots you just sent me are ones that I also had in my cart, which is crazy because Shoe Dazzle has so many different styles. You know, sometimes we just mind meld. It's very crazy. So guys, Shoe Dazzle is the club for the shoe obsessed, but it's not just shoes. Millions of women say Shoe Dazzle is their one-stop shop for all things trendy, including clothing, accessories, and handbags. Whether it's boots, booties, sweaters, or jeans, Shoe Dazzle has everything that you need for fall or winter. And the best way to do that is is by becoming a VIP. VIP membership is by far the best way to go. You save 30% off of most retail prices all day, every day. Plus you get free shipping and returns. When you visit the site for the first time, you're going to be given a style quiz, which is so much fun to fill out, by the way. It's like filling out one of those magazine quizzes, like who wore it best, but you know, it's they're asking you. It's very fun to fill out. Uh, don't forget to select VIP membership at checkout. It's flexible. So each month you can choose to shop or skip. 
Uh, and guess what? If you go to shoedazzle.com slash single now and sign up as a VIP, you will get 50% off of your first order. That's shoedazzle.com slash single to get half off everything on the site. Do it today. The hottest styles sell out fast. Shoedazzle.com slash single. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, options, and cryptos all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. They have simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. And, you know, I'm trying to become a little bit more financially savvy, mean with financial planners you know, trying to become an adult. Adulting is very hard, you know, but it's not easy. So I'm really excited for Robin Hood to be a sponsor on our show because, you know, I, I think that, you know, stocks and all this stuff, it it should be more accessible. And that's what they're trying to do. I also really like the name Robin Hood because that's a great name. I don't know why there wasn't another startup that had the name Robin Hood before. You know, if you're on a date and they're talking about stocks and financial stuff and you don't know what you're talking about, you'll be able to now, you know, you're going to, it's going to help you. Uh, and you know, we all should be adulting a little bit easier. So here is the deal with Robin Hood. They, other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Uh, they trade stocks and you get to keep all of your profits. The design is very easy to use. They have easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade and just four taps on your smartphone. So guys, check it out. We're curious to know your experience. So email us, let us know how it is using Robinhood. Uh, they're also giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Pretty cool. Sign up at single.robinhood.com. That's single.robinhood.com. Guys, you're going to get some free stock. You, then you can turn around and sell it and use it to take someone out on a date. Why not? Or, you know, hold on to that stock. Make some moolah. Um, yeah. Check it out. Check out Robinhood. All right, we are jumping into the news. Angela, what have you been reading about? So I was reading Four Signs Your Partner Might Be Emotionally Unavailable According to Experts by Rachel Shadow. This was on Elite Daily. Um, so first off, she starts by saying what is what does being emotionally unavailable mean? Uh, relationship expert Susan Winter says that it's a partner who's there but not there. Technically, they're with you, but their emotions are not fully engaged. They're withholding their complete emotional expression. Um, and she lists the four red flags for how to know. Which is bad if they're not emotionally available, right? Especially since Nikki told us that like the most important thing is to focus on the insides, right? right? Being like open emotionally. <laughs> right. In your expert opinion, it's bad to be emotionally unavailable. You know, I don't think people know if they're emotionally unavailable, right? And and those are like, that again, that stems from beliefs, right? Like it's not safe to show my emotions. And that could be like when I was five, I was crying at baseball and my dad told me like, I'm not a man when I'm crying. And therefore I am a 35 year old man who will not, you know, show my emotions because my dad told me, you know, it's like really crazy right. how we like pick these things up. And then and I'm and, constantly worried about ruining my child because uh, everything stems every back to, thing you do. everything stems back to childhood. Like it all does. I see it in my husband. I see it in me. I see it in my siblings. I see it in everyone. It all stems back to to childhood like like it's just like you hope you don't mess up your child too much we all will 
Yeah. We are all. There's something comforting about that. Exactly. I know. My mom says everybody spends their whole life recovering from their childhood. Yes. My God. Well, so far, Rilo seems very in touch with his emotions. (laughs) True. Um, True. If you hear him screaming in the background. Crying when he needs something. He's in touch with his emotions. He's in touch. Um, So this actually doesn't get so much into the motivations for why people are emotionally unavailable, but it just details the red flags for you as a partner, how to spot them. So number one, she said, if you find yourself constantly asking your partner what's wrong only for them to shut down the conversation by insisting that it's nothing, which I actually feel like I do a lot. Angela. Am I emotionally unavailable? Maybe. Um, So apparently the reason I do this According to uh, this woman, she says that it may be a sign that your partner's not engaged emotionally and it is in effect um, and is in effect blowing you off. She adds that it could be said out of anger, as in you should know why I'm upset. I feel like ding, ding, ding. That's a little bit me. That's you. See, but this surprised me because when you and I have had fights, which we haven't fought in a very long time, we've been like in the zone together. <laughs> Knock on wood. But uh, when we've gotten in fights, you're the one that like wants to talk it through and I'm the one that's like, no, fuck you and like running away. It depends. You know what? I think um, once the initial fight happens, like I'm I'm all in. But then like I hold on to it maybe as time goes by. Uh, so if I'm still upset and like say Ian's like, hey, is everything okay? Are we good now? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, it's hard to just like talk about it and recover from the fight and then just like like a light bulb just let it go, you know? Right. So, yeah, I don't think it necessarily means that I am emotionally unavailable. It's more if it's like a long-term all-the-time thing that okay. you're doing this. Um, yeah, she's also said – this is like super savage. She said most of the time uh, there's actually not anything wrong. Your partner is just in second gear plodding through their time with you. There's no rush because you're not going anywhere. Rough. Very rough. Um, Very very rough. Watch out for that one. Number two, she said they change the subject when you bring up emotional or serious topics. So if your significant other uh, changes the subject to something completely unemotional, like a movie they saw last week, that could be a red flag as well. I feel like that never happens with you, Nikki, because I feel like if you're you're, your partner… It's always deep. Is that is that? Am I wrong? Um, I know. I think people like think I'm a superhuman, but no, I I do. I think it was, I think yeah, we have you a, can like read our thoughts right now. We have a superhero in our in our. Thank essence. you, thank you, but no, not at all. Um, on the contrary, I would say that my husband is probably um, uh, has better vocabulary almost to express himself um, more than I do sometimes, and I think that you know, the, I, I feel like this is like that can be anybody that that the, what we're reading, but I would say that. I think it's just like giving people space to like have to be able to share their emotions. Like maybe you're just not ready to share it when you're you're mad, you know? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I feel like with Nick, uh, he doesn't always like it's hard to like get through. But when I do, he also has a better vocabulary at yeah. articulating his feelings than I do. Whereas I maybe want to like, especially since I'm the baby, I'm like always checking in, checking in. I want right. to like get deep, get deep, get deep, and he's kind of like no, 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 no. But then the little moments when I can finally connect, it's like. Yeah, definitely better at articulating it than me. Because he's probably spending more time in his head thinking about it. Maybe, maybe. maybe. So he's I don't like know. Build, get, building up to this like articulate, eloquent <laughs> rebuttal. I don't know. What, uh, else, what else? What else? They say, Angela. Number three: If your significant other resorts to gaslighting whenever the topic of your feelings come up, aka saying Ooh, it's all in your head. Uh, this is one we hear, I think, a lot from from listeners that are going through this with their boyfriend and don't necessarily – they know that it feels wrong, uh, but they don't have, like, 
the vocabulary to express it. Maybe they, they aren't aware of the phenomenon of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I have a huge problem with that. Can I say something about that? Yes. yes. Wait, I saw you nodding your head over there. Oh, that gets me so upset. So, okay, so part of dating, especially for women, is having to be able to, like, depend on your intuition, right? Like, sit at, you know, be on a date and be like, do I like this person? Like, you know, are, am I catching the red flags? Whatever, whatever. Like, that's, you know, we're trying to sense those things. But what happens with dating is that a lot of people that we end up, you know, dating have um, their own baggage. They can't express their baggage. So then they try to make us crazy, which is the patriarchy. Like, that's what, like, it's about. It's basically, like, taking the intuition away from the woman because that is their strength. That is the woman's superpower. So... I find that most of my clients, like their intuition has been like taken from them, which is, it's like, and then they can't, they can't date and gaslighting. Like that's what it does. It's like, oh, you're crazy. And then you're like, I guess I am crazy. Maybe he's right. You know, or or even women do that to each other. Like we do it to each other sometimes too. And that is, I know this has nothing to do with the article, but like, no, it does. I just, yeah, but that is like the danger of, you know, and, and listen, the person that is saying like, oh no, you're crazy. Like, why are you thinking that? They don't, you know, the truth is, is that they don't really know that they're dealing with their own baggage, their own, you know, problems or whatever, but it's very damaging to the person who's received, who's being projected on, who's actually like receiving that because they're, they, then at that point you stop trusting yourself. You're like, well, I guess, I guess that feeling that I had that he was, um, holding on to something, like, I guess I was wrong, you know, and then, then you can't date. And it's totally relevant because we're talking about emotionally unavailable people, but Another word along with crazy that gets thrown out at women is like being overly emotional. Right. Right. And but it's just because like they don't want to exactly and they don't they don't always know how to share. I was watching this I watched this uh I was watching like a really bad episode of um well, I guess they're all bad of like Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, God. I kind of I, I like to watch it for material. Sure. <laughs> and and basically this, these two people were like having a real relationship. They were really into it. And then out of nowhere, the guy's like, I can't do this. And the girl was like, Wait, did I just like not have this relationship for and she really wasn't making it up. He was in it with her. But the point is that like when he couldn't express why he needed to back out, that's very damaging to her because now she's like, I don't, I don't even know if I can trust. I don't know what reality is. Yes, exactly. And then, and then we find ourselves like in a mess the next time around because you're like, I don't even know if I can trust myself. Right. And that's why we hear from so many listeners that are like, I was only in like a four-month relationship and I can't get over it. What's wrong with me? Right. Because they think they should just like not count that time because the, sure. the guy is not. Um, so anyway, finally, this, that, was, that was a great conversation about gaslighting. <laughs> Finally, number four is uh, they give you the silent treatment, and that's just another way um, an emotionally unavailable partner will avoid opening up is by just shutting down and stonewalling. Yeah, yes. not talking, definitely not available. Yeah. yeah. Um. So watch out so for that, guys. Watch out. Watch out. All right, you want to know what I've been reading about? Yeah. I've been reading our favorite Cosmo. Sexy. Uh, Jordan Taylor for Cosmo wrote about single women on Tinder are really into guys with this random job. The swipes don't lie. So, uh, there, uh, recently they released a list of the most right swipe jobs of 2018. And despite what you guys may think, doctors, physicians didn't even make the top 15. I don't know. Is that something you would think would be on the list? I don't know. I feel like stereotypically, yeah, those are like the professions that people people think women go for. Um, what? job earn male Tinder users the most right swipes? What do you guys think, if you had to guess? I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to say flight flight attendant because I've never seen a young flight attendant, but I'm going to say flight attendant. We didn't. It's not a flight attendant. Or act, okay, well, 
That was actually number two. No way. You see? Pilot was number two. <laughs> what do you think is number one, Angela? Okay. So people, like, women like someone that travels. Is that what I'm hearing? Is it related? It no, it's not. No. Okay. Shit. Um, I don't think you're going to guess. I'm just going to say comedian because everybody on Tinder seems to be a comedian. <laughs> nope. Not even in the top 15. Okay. Uh, interior, <laughs> interior designer. Oh, what? they just want a free. Uh, they just want to hook up thing. a crate and barrel. Are there that many straight male interior <laughs> That's what designers? I That's what I was saying. I not. I wouldn't think so. But that is bizarre, right? Um, so I'll tell. I'll give you the the rest of the top fifteen. So number one, interior designer. Two was pilot. Okay. Which you know I wouldn't really want to date a pilot because they're never around. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of. Da- I mean, I get nervous flying, so I think of it as a dangerous profession. <laughs> but you do. You know, if things work out, you're going to get the hook up. True. First class. Hook up on those tickets to travel wherever you want. Uh, Number three was physician's assistant. So not a doctor, but a physician's assistant. (laughs) A more humble version of a doctor. Yeah. Uh, Four was lawyer. Five, PR communications. Six, producer. Seven, visual designer, which I don't even exactly know what that means. Graphic designer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, Eight was a model. Okay. Uh, Nine was just student and 10 was engineer i'm gonna tell you what 11 is because i like 11 11's a veterinarian oh okay do you want to know for women guess what the number one uh most swiped woman i have a feeling it's gonna be insulting like playboy Uh, bunny i want (laughs) to it's not attorney it's not a playboy bunny uh it is not an attorney it's a registered nurse Oh okay, God. all right, because men need someone to take care of them. Or, just, or are there just so. a lot of registered nurses? Yeah. Like, does that up the average? <laughs> I don't know, you know? Right? I guess, like, they maybe could come home in their sexy nurse costume, right? <laughs> yeah, but real nurses wear, like, scrubs that are probably covered in people's bodily fluids, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you what the number two was dentist, you know, uh, which... I don't know about you, but do, you, do your guys' go to the dentist regularly? Because Nick doesn't. So I would have to be a dentist to get him to go. <laughs> I hate going to the dentist, though. So it would be nice having, like, a familiar face there. Uh, number three. All right. Let me tell you the rest. Yeah. Okay. Three was photographer. Four was oh. student. Five, pharmacist. Six, teacher. Seven was flight attendant. People like those. What, everyone wants to hook up on those tickets. Uh, eight was a founder and entrepreneur, which is kind of promising oh. that guys are into badass women. Nine, personal trainer. Okay. Of course. They're, you know, they got right, the hop on. Right. The, the leggings, the cute butt. Yeah. Uh, and 10 was a, was a waitress or a bartender. Okay. So. This is very fascinating. Right? Yes. Kind of not what I would expect, but. I appreciate this research. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, guys. It is time for us to jump into our mailbox, but first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Blue Apron delivers farm fresh ingredients and step-by-step recipes to your door. This is how it works. You choose the chef design recipes, then they deliver fresh seasonally inspired ingredients, then you cook incredible meals as little as 20 minutes. That is amazing. Uh, the things that I love about Blue Apron, sometimes I like to throw on a podcast, cook a little Blue Apron. You could cook two meals, of Blue Apron in as long as one of our 40-minute podcasts. They're also great for date nights. I mean, 
cooking with your boo is one of the cutest dates that you can do. And good luck going to the grocery store and buying stuff as cheap as this. They buy all the stuff for you. It's pre-portioned, so you don't have to worry about being wasteful. So many great things about Blue Apron. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash single. That's blueapron.com slash singles to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. We would like to thank our sponsor, Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth. Yeah, most of us don't do it properly. You know, you probably don't do it long enough. You also don't switch out your brushes. I wasn't taking care of my teeth properly until I got Quip. Quip is, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. The real reason that I got Quip was not to take care of my teeth. I got quit because I thought their toothbrushes were really cute and the bonus was getting to take care of my teeth. So it's a win-win. So, you know, I'm an aesthetic person. I like things to look cute in my bathroom. Quip has the cutest toothbrushes. I, Angela and I both picked out this like copper rose gold one. Um, but, you know, they also deliver your your brushes to you every three months. You don't have to think about it. They're just going to send you like a new, just the top portion of your brush. It's really great. And then they have this built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remember, to remind you when to switch sides. And it helps guide a full and even clean. I'm now obsessed with it because, you know, I, if I, you know, for whatever reason, forget to turn on the vibration, I'm like, oh God, I don't know how long I'm supposed to brush. So they have these sensitive sonic vibrations, a multi-use cover, which mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on the go brushing. And like I said, the brushes, the brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist recommended schedule of three months for just five bucks. What a steal. Uh, that's why we love Quip and why they are backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25. And if you get Quip, go to getquip.com slash single. That's getquip.com slash single. You will get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for Nikki to help us answer? Okay, so first up, we have an email from an anonymous listener. They write, I have been in a happy long-distance relationship for two years now. I'm 29 years old, and I live in New York, and he is 35 and lives in Massachusetts. We see each other every other weekend, but we haven't seen each other in the past month. I told him from the get-go I was not willing to move to Massachusetts. I have a great job here, and my family lives here too. In the first year of our relationship, he agreed to be uh, to be the one who would move. Since then, he has not made an effort to start the moving process, selling his apartment, finding a job here, etc. Each time I bring up this topic, he tells me it's a long process and it can't be done quickly. Hmm, true. Okay. Uh, each time it's the same excuse. He has to fix a few things in his apartment in order to sell it. He has to find the right job. A year has passed by and nothing has changed. He hasn't even started working on his apartment. He hasn't applied for any job. I'm starting to question his commitment to me. I'm feeling very frustrated. I'm sick and tired of being by myself most of the time. I feel sad and alone and not like I'm in a relationship. Whenever something good happens, I want to tell him about it in person. It's not the same talking over the phone or on FaceTime. I know that moving to a different part of the country isn't easy, but isn't a year enough time. I want to set an ultimatum. If he doesn't move by the end of this year, I'm going to have to move on. Ladies, am I being unreasonable or am I doing the right thing? 
Nikki, what do you say? Did she mention that his family lived where he lived? She does not mention if they do. She also doesn't say uh, how he wound up in Massachusetts. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like for a job or what. Okay. Um, so what's interesting, I kind of feel that like it's not necessarily like super personal. I, that's why I was like, is there like f- personal meaning that um, I almost feel like he doesn't, let's say like he doesn't like New York or his family is uh, where he is and he likes to be near. Like I think he's kind of almost like dipping into the future um, where he's kind of like, well, you know, this is a long-term thing. And, it, and it's almost like, it, it almost feels like he's kind of um, wrestling between like, I do love her and and I, I'm happy with, in our relationship, but I'm not really sure if, if um, I can commit to this lifestyle, like this whole new lifestyle, you know, like if, is, is New York going to make me happy? Is being away from whatever is, you know, whatever's keeping him where he is? Um, and I, and I feel like it's almost like not personal. And I wonder if, if she'd be open to, to um, moving there. Oh, I wouldn't even think of that. I mean, it sounds like she told, what did she say? She said, I told him from the get-go, not doing it. My family and my job are here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, women are always making the compromise, I feel like. Right. Yeah. It'd be hard to leave New York for me to go to, like, yeah. Massachusetts. But I, I think she should give him the ultimatum. Well, I think that if you're going to be in a – long-distance relationships are hard, and the only way to survive them is to mm-hmm. have some kind of end in sight where it at one point will no longer of be course. long distance. And if they don't have a realistic plan, then that's just going to put a lot of strain on both of them. They right? feel like that's they're not just like fun floating. To yeah. 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 So what do you think? You think the ultimatum, Angela? I mean, yeah. Or at least frame it maybe as like, I, like what – Ask him, like, what is stopping you from doing these things, right. you know? And he, obviously he keeps saying, like, oh, it takes time. But, like, you haven't even started the process. What is stopping you from so starting the process? It, so she, she, you know, we're so uh, kind of quick to, like, judge these guys a lot of the time. And I think we don't give them um, enough space to grow into, like, who they really are. And we kind of attack and, like, don't even let them express a lot of times. So we have to give them space for that. So uh, my suggestion would be I would um, have a conversation, obviously, maybe go see him and sit and be like, listen, like, I know we talked about this and like, I know this is a, be compassionate and be like, I know this is a big decision. Like you have your life here and your work. I know I'm asking a lot. Um, I'm happy with you. I love you. You know, we have this great relationship, but I also respect that this is hard so I was just wondering if you can maybe like let's just talk about like what it is that's scaring you about this move. Is it you know I'm a big girl I can take it. Is it me? Is it that you're afraid of moving like and then being quiet and giving him space to actually say like what's in there because it kind of feels like and I get it she's hurt she feels lied to she totally has her friends up in her ear and her family up in her ear telling her like he said he was gonna come. And, um, but it's, this relationship is between her and him and, um, and just giving him that space to express himself rather than having these judgments about what she thinks is going on in his head. Well, and I think in person is a good point. Yeah. Yeah, In person is a good point. Yeah. And you know, that's a nice way to like approach it. I think you should definitely like approach it that way. Um, but then, you know, if you don't get that answer. Right. I say go for it. Then, right. then go yeah. hard. Oh, then if go his response th- is emotionally unavailable. Right. Yeah. Then right. then I think you could say like, look, like I right. want 
to date someone that I can see regularly and like be with regularly and like this is not filling my emotional needs. So if you can't give me an answer, like I think we should maybe take a break and like date other people. And if and when you decide, you know, you want to move, if I'm still, if I haven't moved on, like we will talk. Right, right. You know? 100%. All right. What else do we got in the mailbox? Okay. Another listener. This is from our listener, Kay. She writes, I need advice on this crush I have on a coworker. I know, I know. Don't mix work and pleasure. (laughs) Beat us to it, Kay. Um, (laughs) She says, but I don't know if I'm wasting my time since I can't tell if he's even remotely interested in me. I think he is because I think he gets nervous talking to me. And also when we do chat, sometimes when I go to walk away, he pulls me back verbally, continuing the conversation, but I'm not sure. It probably doesn't help that we're 11 years apart. I'm 29 and he's 40, which I also never would have before considered, but I don't notice the difference when I talk to him. Uh, 29 and 40 isn't so bad. We, we It's not horrible. We, we've had like age differences on the show before that we get down on. But once you're 29, 40, I don't think it's that bad. I don't know. Statistically, I think they say like 10 years is a lot. Like it's, you don't, it's like a decade between you. you I, I think statistically the odds are not completely on their side, but it, I do agree it's not as bad. But okay. as she's like entering her 30s, she's getting closer to that like phase of life. Right. I yeah. Think. Yeah. The statistics are not on her side, but yes, I agree uh, that it's, it's not that bad. Right. Okay, okay, what else? Move on. Uh, is there, so she continues, is there some way for me to carefully figure out uh, his interest or lack thereof? I've been at this company for two years, but only really talking to him for one year now. And so far, he's the most humble, kind, polite, and adventurous guy I've ever met. Uh, the only test I tried was suggesting an old movie he should watch. He suggested some to me, all that I watched. But he never got back to me about it, and I'm afraid to follow up and seem like a pest. Help. Okay. What, what think, should Nikki? she do? I have some thoughts. <laughs> so um, I wonder if uh, I have a feeling that she doesn't really uh, necessarily like dating, um, where, like, you know, that whole process of going on the apps and going on dates and things like that. So there's more of this like focus on like what's available to her. Like almost this would be easier if it would work out. It's this guy that, you know, works with her and she doesn't have to go through some of the hard stuff that that is sometimes required of us when we're dating. Um, so I feel that there's a like she's almost put all her eggs in one basket and kind of zeroed in on on this this person and, and kind of romanticizing a little bit is, is what I'm feeling, like over romanticizing what's happening. Do you guys feel that or oh well, I mean, you're the Medium, yeah. so I. But you always you you always come at this from a different, or at least you know this different. Yes, yeah, different angle than I maybe wouldn't have seen. I would have just right. focused on like, all right, how can we get her to talk to him? Right. But you're like, maybe this isn't even the guy. Yeah, which I, isn't even I, an angle I would have considered. I do. I I feel like I have when I was younger, at least, and I would be talking to older right. men, maybe because I haven't been at that phase of life yet. So it's only up to my imagination, like what's going on there. So you do kind of like romanticize. Exactly. Like who this person is, how far they've come. Right. So honestly, my my suggestion would be like to, okay, like keep an eye out there, but also really make it a point to date, like to go through that uncomfortable process and see kind of how she ends up feeling about that person. Like I would love for her to be able to see him with clear eyes and see the the situation with clear eyes because I feel like she's clouded right now because she really wants it to work. Out. To work. Um, and she's missing something. So I would, in order 
to test that out. I actually feel that she needs to um, actually make an effort to date in other arenas so that then she can see this clearly and she'll know what to do. Because at the end of the day, she's the one that's going to know what to do. And if you really want to know with this guy, my suggestion would be to like maybe organize like an after work drink thing with a bunch of coworkers and invite him, you know? Yeah. Because you don't want it to be weird if you're like, I really like you. And he's like, I'm not feeling it. Or I actually have a girlfriend. You know, first find out if he's definitely available, number one. But then organize an afterwards, after work drink thing and like, you know, see if there's chemistry out of the outside of the office. Yeah. That's what I would say. Um, all right. We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny text messages that you want to share with us, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is fate versus force. Yeah. So Nikki, what is fate and how much of life do we have control over? So my understanding of fate based off the work that I do is that there are some things that are more likely for certain for some people for for to happen for some people like it's just easier let's like that idea of like you know the idea of you can have two of you can be actresses and your best friend seems to do better and you guys have equal talent or maybe you're even more talented but it's almost like there's part of her fate that it's just easier for her um to to be in that position where for you it's like a little bit more Force. So that's what I see. Like I still, I still feel that everybody can make whatever they want happen. Sometimes it's not the right things for us, but we can will it in many ways. And then there are those things that like just feel like they're part of your path. And that is really what I see fate to be from what my understanding is that it's kind of these things that almost, not that they're not hard, but they, they're, um, they just like happen almost, or they, they work and they, they flow as opposed to some things that we, we end up forcing which, you know, because we can will anything. We can make anything happen, really. That's how, like, powerful and creative we are. Um, but force is kind of, um, speaking to women, so, like, force is actually, I, I like the, the the metaphor that, like, when you're pregnant, um, you know, it takes 10 months, right, to, like, have that baby, and we start pushing towards the end. Like, we know that it's time to push it. Force would be like at two months trying to push something that's like not fully ready. So trying to force something that is 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 not it yet. It's not like fully fully ready. Um, that's that's actually a very like masculine. Um, uh, that's part of like the divine masculine. Like men have like strength and force, and that's part of their strengths. And for women, we are much we are innately. It doesn't seem like it, but we're innately more um, uh, patient and intuitive and almost like we know when it's time to push, like being pregnant. And also we know it's when it's time to like create and all that. And that's really getting in touch with like where your life is and knowing when it's time to like push, 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 or to kind of, uh, you know, receive and go with the flow and things like that. So I, I don't know. That's, so how can we find out what is, what stage you're in? Yeah. Or what, what's easier for us, you know, like what is in our stars, what will come easier to us? Well, I think that, I mean, I love the the birth chart is like, a, I was never like a big astrology um, person, but the birth chart does, did that, did it help you at all? So I, ha- I, it, I got it like years ago when I was in college. I think we've talked about it on the podcast maybe once before where he told me that I was Manglanese, which we <laughs> still, I've tried to Google it. I don't know. I, maybe I'm spelling it wrong. Could never fit, find anything on what that meant, but <laughs> um, and I went with my friend who was Indian, and he was like an Indian astrologer, and she's like, "That's not a word in my language. I don't know what that is." 
Um, so, but he said I was Munglanese and that meant that it was going to be very hard for me to like meet my mate. And he was telling me this at a very the vulnerable age of like, I don't know, 20 years oh, old. Oh, great. That's exactly uh, what you want to hear. <laughs> uh, and like, basically I need, I had to find another Munglanese to no, date and they're very rare. That's not is, a, that was is, not a uh, chart reading. Is Ian a Munglanese? <laughs> Apparently. I mean, I don't know. Ask me when we get engaged. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. No, but like, but he, the other stuff that he went into that was actually pretty amazing was he was able to like, I went with a group of friends and he knew like, uh, each one of us, if we were like the first born in our family, or like he knew that I was like an only child and like that kind of stuff. Um, and because at 20 years old, the only thing I really cared about was like, when am I going to get married? Uh, the only thing I really retained was the Munglanese thing and that he knew Stop I was it. the only child. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I would love to go back as an adult yeah. with important questions. So, Nikki, when people come to you asking the question Angela had was, will I be alone forever? What do you do if the answer is yes? Do you tell them the truth? <laughs> no, because I've never like yet to, to find that. I mean, if you have that desire, if, when when you have like a da- desire for something, like it's, it's because it's part of what you're the desire is like is the um to me it's like the language of the soul like our soul comes here with a bunch of things that it wants to do and it's the desires are the things that lead us to like oh these are things that are important I have you may have you you definitely have desires that I do not have because it's like not part of like what I'm supposed to do in this this lifetime now just because we we have the desire does not mean that it's going to be easy for us but it's also just, I think, even the fact that like you're trying to date and you're even pursuing that even more is more, more, um, you know, it's even just proves how much this is part of what you're supposed to be doing. It's just that you have wounds in that area. And that's why you're hitting a lot of resistance because in order to to like actually find that person, you gotta have to deal with those wounds, kind of look at your beliefs, see like, you know, what you believe about yourself and like why you're getting in your own way, and you just have to work through it. And that's why it's a little bit harder for you. Well, I would really love to find out what is in my stars so that I could just start to do things that are already supposed to come easy. <laughs> then I'm not trying to do things that I'm working against. Yeah. I'm working against the resistance of fate. Well, yeah. good news. You know what the next section of our podcast is going to be. <laughs> it's time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. It's time to put Nikki's medium and energy skills to the test. She's going to give us each a two-minute reading in a game we call Tell Tell Us Our Our Future. Future. (laughs) We are ready to play. That music was amazing. Thank you. Uh, All right. Angela, why don't you go first? Oh, gosh. The pressure. Uh, I have so many areas of my life, and I don't want to be like my 20-year-old self and ask about romance, but But, I kind of don't I mean, like, what what vibes do you get romantically with, with Ian? With Ian, yeah, or with that. I mean, if you see somebody else, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was already getting like Ian vibes before. So okay. um, he's a good guy. No, he really, oh, he's no, my favorite guy. No, he's really uh-huh. nice. But uh-huh. you know, if there's anyone else, but, yeah. But if it's not in the stars, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I see Ian. I think if anything. Um, not so much that he feels I wouldn't say that it's pressure that he feels um but almost um you know the feeling of like wanting to do it on his own terms um I I do feel like he's also kind of um I don't know if you've noticed him being like a little bit more nervous lately or like kind of like anxious lately but 
almost, um, you know, he's, he, I feel like, you know, when you're like, do you guys remember when like, you know, you're coming up to like your first kiss, like yeah. at some point within the next six months or a year, like you're in that, that's almost like the, that's what I feel like he's feeling. Like he knows he's about to like get there, but it's like, there's like a little bit of like a cloudiness of like how and when and and all. So when I talk about first kiss in his case, it's like engagement. Um, this is all very accurate. Yeah, I almost just called you Doctor Nikki because I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like that's the feeling that he's feeling right now. So um, and that's not on you. That's legitimately like his body going through like this, you know, like this nervous energy. Um, I would for him, um, I would like as his partner, like just suggest like, um, like running and like just things to like kind of like release his energy because he, um, it's, it's like very built, bottled up and even like your sex life is going to be a little off because, um, <laughs> All right, it's just got wide. okay, sorry, <laughs> Go on. I, I get like, for, I get for, sensory overlooks. I can't look at you. So that's why I look no, to no, the side. No, no, it's fine. For, for the listeners back at home, Angela's eyes just got wide and she nodded her yeah. head. <laughs> She's yeah. like accurate, accurate. Yes. Have you have you ever like um I know you're you're an only child, but like I don't know if you've ever like been around like a little like five year old boy or a six year old boy that like can't really. Yes. That's kind of that's what's happening with him. Like there's this you know like this there's just so much like nervous energy and he doesn't know. So f- to help him, um, suggesting things that like will help him clear his mind. So like going for runs, um, really kind of doubling down on like the healthy stuff, you know. That's like exactly what's going on right now okay. in my apartment. So yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But timing wise, I feel like, um, and timing, like, just I'm not always like the best, but I'm not super off either. But timing wise, like, I would say, um, like, I. It's funny, like he wants to say the end of the year, but like I he did say the end of the year. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm kind of like he wants it to, and don't freak out if he doesn't. Um, because it's like I feel him. Um, so so let it uh, if it's if it's the beginning, it's either like the I'm feeling more the beginning of the year, and that's okay. Like you you gotta you kind of have to understand that this almost is, like what's happening is like he doesn't have control over it. So what if he proposes like a, like when Nick did, which was like around Valentine's Day? That would mm. be a little uh, feel like a far little, away. I don't yeah. want to be on record as saying that because mm-hmm. then if it happens, uh, I'll be embarrassed. Yeah. But I would be disappointed if it takes that long. I actually don't think it's that, that late. Okay. That's an like that. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this this all rings true to me. Okay. Good. <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to put him on no, the spot. I hope he doesn't fine. listen. I know. Don't he worry. Doesn't, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't listen. He doesn't <laughs> okay, listen. So but I might tell great. him to listen because he'll be like, oh, Nikki. Yes. <laughs> she gets me. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you said you could feel his anxiety. Yeah. Just because he's so anxious about so many things right now. Yeah. Just a little ball of nerves. Exactly. So if you could kind of, and I know that that's not fair to put that on you because you've been waiting patiently, but like if you want to support him, like just, um, and it's not like, hey, relax, because like nobody wants to hear like, hey, relax when they like can't relax. So just, um, you can do that by like just making sure he's doing like that healthy stuff, going for the run together, doing things like that. Together. We're we're working on that. (laughs) Walking the dog, borrowing the the dog. Yeah. Cool. My Uh, turn? Yeah, your turn. Oh, Nikki. Dear Um, Nikki. Dear Nikki. I don't know. I'm like in such a kind of still coming out of my fog. I had like a baby. I'm just like this new person. I'm like confused. There's so many different things. I'm like only working from home now. I'm not going into an office anymore, which is strange. Feeling a little wobbly in the universe. Um, I, I don't even know exactly what to ask, 
Um, I mean, I'm working on a book, which I'm really, really excited about, but it's going to be turned in January 19th. And then I feel like I'm really going to be like floating in the universe with like, what is my purpose? Like, what am I doing next? Besides the podcast, which is right. like the rock of my life. Uh, and, and Nick, the other yeah. rock of my life. <laughs> Um, I don't know, like, I guess like direction, this, the direction and like, what is this baby supposed to teach me? And what am I supposed to be like doing? Um, it's like all eyes on me. Um, so you're very impatient. Yes. Um, I, I literally that's had a theme for both of us. I had a book yeah. called the impatient woman's guide to getting pregnant. So that, that was the book I used when I was trying to get pregnant. So yes. Aww, beautiful. No, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, you're, you're patient. You're just, um, you've been like overly patient. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we will make sure Ian listens and listen to this podcast. And, 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 and listen, like being impatient is also like a, a superpower in many ways. So it's not, but um, so you're, you're kind of struggling with um, – because it's interesting because you, if anything, I would say like you have the star. Like almost like uh, I think you've always known that um, that you're, you're meant for big things. You know, like you're, you're going to rise to those things. But your concept of time is a little off. Like you think that, it, that if it hasn't happened yet, then like it's not going to happen. That sounds accurate. Yeah. So um, – so, and the other thing that you're dealing with now is that um, you're, you know, very uh, independent and, and like, like self-identified, which is beautiful, which is like what's gotten you to where you are. And you're kind of like trying to still manage like the union of the three, your, Nick, um, the baby yourself, and not really understanding like how those, that triangle um, is is the thing that gets you to that stardom. Like, it's not the thing that holds you back from it. It's actually the thing that gets you there. Um, and, and there's a confusion there. It's almost like you're kind of trying to separate all, like, areas of life when you don't get that, when you actually um, mix them all in is, like, when we see that path um, open up a little bit more. I do feel that what you're thinking is your path is very different than what your path is going to be. What um, is it going to be? What do I think? It, yeah. Oh, my God. Help. <laughs> Nick's going to take like a shot of something right now. He's like, <laughs> um, um, you know, I, I, it's not really like my place to tell you what, what it's going to be. Um, that's like more for you to discover. I think um, I feel that um, as your son gets older, there's going to be almost like an activism in you that like you, you get, you know, not, not like uh, like you just get excited about something like some part of his growth or something like that that actually like leads you down this kind of rabbit hole because you go down rabbit holes like you like it's <laughs> I kind of see you're like a mad scientist like almost see like you get an obsession with something and then like you come out of the cave and you're like I just discovered light <laughs> like, 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 Angela's uh, nodding yeah that feels like a real description. Yeah. Yeah. If I get an idea of some, Nick, Nick always tells me that the thing he likes most about me is my passion. Right. So I, I get an idea about something and I'm like, I, I, yeah. I commit and I'm like, yeah. I will figure out how to do this and I will figure out how to make it happen no matter right. what it is. Which is beautiful. But then to a fall, it'll take you down the wrong path sometimes. Yeah. Right. So my invitation to you would be to do, to be a better listener um, this year and to come to terms with that things are, um, going to go slower in your protection. If they were to go faster, it would not, 
uh, be a good thing for you. So your book is coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I, I heard that or read it or something. Um, so I'm <laughs> not that good. <laughs> so um, just full disclosure. So um, which I could, you know, which you know I can get like how that may feel like oh I but I I wanted to come out sooner I want or I want to kind of brand that um, sooner. And I'm feeling that that is very much um, on purpose and that like almost after that book um, is is where we see you kind of get back on track. What is the um, – I get back on track because that makes it sound like this time is like a waste, but this time is actually for like less talk, more listening, more observing, more listening to like what's actually happening, like what am I feeling, um, really kind of um, – because remember like there's a – there's this goddess called um, Kali that she's like the goddess of darkness, and what she does is she like burns shit down so that the so that the ground gets fertile again and it grows. And you're like in that kind of burning down phase where like almost like a new part of you is emerging, um, and like you um, you're resisting that, you know, because and that's hard. It's a hard place to be. Like yeah. you know, it's like a hard place to be or whatever. But um, but. It's part of like what is um, what is actually to come. Like you almost don't have the knowledge yet to to even um, even be successful in that this new thing that you're about to do. Like you don't even have like the the know how yet. And I'm like I'm like maybe I can secretly find out what she's talking about and I'll start doing it now. Like I'm clearly not good at. Li- I'm, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I'm clearly not yeah. good at listening. Yeah. I'm not good at being patient. I'm like okay, I got to start yeah. working on what she's talking about now. That's well, how my brain thinks. Well, I I said listen. <laughs> I need to listen. Be like, yeah, learn to like be like more present, more of like a better listener. Um, and just if you can just remember that like this is in your protection, it's in your favor. Like um, this kind of slowness and this confusion is in your favor. Then you'll you'll be able because you're you're resist you know like you're resisting it. Well, I always like it. to like I always like to have a plan and like no, I'm like yeah. okay. So I got the baby, then I've got the book, then I need to like know what I'm doing after that and after that yeah. and after that. Like I literally, I would feel more comfort in the world if I have a plan up until 80. Like if my calendar was full <laughs> up until I was 80 and I knew exactly what I had planned for. What's the fun in that? It's not fun. It's, <laughs> it's like a comfort weird yeah. thing. Yeah. You're going to, and you're going to conceive something. So like not, not, not another child, but almost like a, an idea, but it's, um, it's going to be like just like deeper than like kind of these things that you get into and you produce like you're going to do like deeper longer heavier work on something and and it's going to be grander than um so that will what's the book about it's called feminist fairy tales okay so it's like a collection of fairy tales that are all told through a feminist lens yeah it's based on this sketch show that i'm doing at at a theater yeah okay I don't really see where I can take it. It'll be like the book will come out and I'll be really proud of the book. But like with Angela and I, we wrote This Is Why You're Single and then it like got option for TV and we did a podcast and like and uh we milked it. We milked like we did like it, okay. it became like because yeah. we were so passionate about it, it was right. like it really became like our little mini empire. Whereas like this I'll create the book. I don't really know what I see after that. So um your mantra, like what you need to kind of remind yourself of is that I don't I don't know what the next step is, but when it shows up, I'll when when it shows up, I'll know that it's that. Like almost like you're gonna recognize what the next thing is. You don't go searching for it. It's gonna show up to you and you and trust that you're gonna be able to recognize it. Um 
I don't know. I, I, I see there's like some sort of extension to the book. Um, like some sort of um, – Maybe Pixar home, like, will be calling. Like a, like a spin off <laughs> of it. Like some sort of like you're, you're going to spin some sort of idea off of it. So I wouldn't – I shouldn't you see, I shouldn't give her too much information because she's going to spin her mind now. <laughs> no, I'll just wait. It'll give me comfort to wait when yeah. Pixar will, will start calling, <laughs> saying they want to turn it into a movie. Yeah. Um, can I ask you one more question? Of course. How do you feel the energy of like our, of a, my little family unit? Your little family unit. Yeah. Um, the, the, the boys are like holding down the fort. They're like, uh, they're, um, you're going to have kind of like a queen set up, like almost like a, <laughs> you know, like almost, um, uh, you know, like you're, you're in like a safe place that they're going to let you. Um, be you and your job is to like make sure that you like let them be them as well like kind of not lose sight of of them because that can happen to you sometimes because you're you're so creative and like so in your your stuff that you're gonna have to kind of wake up and like look around every once in a while um does that make sense yeah I think so well I'll let little Rilo go to Nick's art studio and yeah. they'll be little boys together painting. You'll <laughs> be the queen. Is that what you mean? Maybe. I don't know. No, like kind of. So <laughs> you want to. See, I'm not good at listening. <laughs> so you just want to, um, like, you're still going to be able to always do your own thing, but you just want to make sure that every once in a while you take your head, like, out of the work and, like, out of, like, what you're doing and, like, looking around and making sure that um, you're not missing, like, the mystery of the, I'm sorry, the, um, like, you're, you're looking at the, at your, your husband and, the, and your son at the, like, and kind of, tapping into them, seeing like what they're up to and, and really, um, kind of being present with them, being so present. Stop thinking about me so much. No, I, I mean, it's, it's not like a narcissistic thing that you do. It's not selfish. It's, it's the passion for like the stuff that you do. It's for the work that you do, but there's a lot of beauty in this like, kind of like every day, the everyday of the, of your husband and the, and the baby. Just but, be more present. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I'm understanding it. I'm trying to listen. It's, you know, it's oh, the first five minutes since I got this advice. So it's going to be a we'll, we'll work in progress. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you have any other questions, Angela? Maybe we'll do it for after the podcast. Uh, yeah. Obviously, like, I want to talk to my grandma and you want to talk mm. to your grandma. We want to talk to our grandmas, but we're going to do that after. We'll do that after. It's Sorry. less relevant to dating. Yeah. Um, but uh, guys, we hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Thank you so much to our guest, Nikki Novo. This was such a fun episode. We were so looking forward to having you on. Follow her on Instagram at, at Nikki Novo. Uh, check out her book. Is It's also called, you have, do you have two books? One is Will I Be Alone Forever? Yes, but I'm not proud of that one. So we'll go no. with the final swipe. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I guess I was hard on myself for that one. It was just, it feels like not relevant right now, which I guess can happen with dating stuff. Yeah. Okay. You well, know? then ju- don't check out that book. Just check out her <laughs> new book. <laughs> Check out her new book. It's on Amazon, and it was a, a bestseller in the dating. It's called The Final Swipe, and she's proud of that one, so we're <laughs> proud of her too. Um, and and uh, any other plugs we should tell people about? Your your website, NikkiNovo.com. Yeah, no, thank you so much. No, that's great. Um, you just You can always find me with my name. Cool. Uh, Nikki with two Ks, Novo, N-O-V-O, for, for those of you Googling her as we speak. There is a porn star in Nikki Nova, which I often, her boobs and my boobs are not the same. But we often get mistaken. All right. Actually. Don't mix them up. I'll know by the boobs. Yes. Uh, you can also, you know, check out her book on Amazon. Also check out ours. It's also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and we've got our audiobook on Audible. 
And you get hooked up with uh, discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy Halloween. Send us your Halloween costumes, your your single lady costumes, and your couple's costumes. We like to see it all. Yeah, send us all of it. Uh, Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a headgum podcast.